My name is Adam, and I am the Dungeon Master, and the stubborn heroes we have today are David, who plays Phileas. Hello. Cody, who plays Amon. Hello. Raymond, who plays Aratol. Hey. And Michael, who did play Belrin. Hi. Hi. Our stubs will notice that we are missing one of our own today. Billy could not make it. For today's session, he may be out for a few sessions, so we're going to take care of that, and for the time being, I'm just going to quickly NPC Cedric whenever we need to. Another thing that our stubs will notice is that Michael, of course, met his demise in the last episode, where he sacrificed himself in order to save Myra, and in order to save Phileas. He should have just shot me that he was told to. Hero's got to do what he's got to do. <laughs> he's a hero, and he died a hero. Heroes usually don't shoot first. <laughs> the stubborn heroes. I need to earn my hero badge. Hero badge. Yeah. I was stubborn, but now I have a hero badge. Like I said, Michael, heroes don't usually shoot things first on instinct or or like without asking questions and counting kills. Yeah. Shh. So, Michael will not be playing in this session, because we don't know exactly how we're going to handle this. His death is kind of a really special case, uh, because obviously it's going to impact Phileas, and Phileas may want to try to do something. But first he's going to cry in the corner. But first he's going to cry in the corner. So, everybody roll. emotional. <laughs> oh, you don't play emotionally. Okay. Okay, everybody roll. And see who retells the tale of what happened in the last episode. In... Just stop the bag. The bag is awful. I'm sorry, guys. Do you not have your die yet, Cody? I couldn't find another one. Oh, you just told me I would. You need some too. Yeah. No, 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 no. Mine's in my backpack. Go get it. You got to roll too. What? We're rolling too. My character's dead. I don't care. Nineteen. We tied. He got 11. But what did you two get, though? 12. 12. 12, 12, and Michael gets 11. Michael! <laughs> the dead one gets How 12. How fitting it is <laughs> that you should be the one to retell <laughs> what happened in the last episode. They can't see this, but okay. Well, no, he's going to get dizzy. He's, he's already drunk. He's going to get Michael drunk. And then no he's going to vomit on the floor. Not, why do you expect me to tell it? I'm dead. Do you want me to tell it? No. This one time I've been camp. Done. You one time at band camp, you we were at a portal. The last and time Phileas was supposed to time. die, but Bellman sacrificed himself because and he killed is a himself. Great friend, and I love him. Because of the guy, the no, 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 no. You know what? Stop. Tell the tale the best of your ability. Go. Whatever you can remember. Go. Crickets chirping in the field. We remember that 
a portal was opened um. to banish. <gasps> oh my god! Myra was part of this cult and she was possessed by some other, like, by one of the child of Hadar. And we went there to try to save her. Yes. And you guys found them within this mountain, which led to... <gasps> the mountain that had a with, small cavern. Led to one of the... And you guys fought who? Because it was the child of Hadar. Yeah. Okay. And the child of Hadar was going to make her into a child of Hadar. It was a birth. So... That must have been painful. Who did... Who did... <laughs> The child of Hadar turned into to fight you guys. Oh, yeah, the child of Hadar turned into an old ally, Emerald, yeah. and tried to attack us, which he was actually pretty successful. He did a lot more attacks than what the actual Emerald did in Kill the previous session. Pretty much killed, kills. like, everything. Um, and he dodged, like, pretty much everybody's fucking attacks. He was defeated by... But he was defeated by Cedric, who punched him. Little did Cedric know that his ring that Cedric had got previously apparently turned into a ram and fucking like punched the shit out of Emerald and through the portal. Yeah. Yeah. And then a lot of other stuff happened. Amon was attempting to close the portal. Yeah. To close off the gate, but he Amon came to the conclusion that It was um, a toss up between trying to close the portal. And, or having to Phileas must die by Belrun's arrow. I asked you to kill me. Yes, you did. And Belrun, as the hero that he is, asked Amon about, you know what? You can send in some other soul that has a attachment to said whatever was supposed to be in there, right? To my other soul. Yeah. So, Myra and I had bonded before. Belrin and Myra had bonded. When I was in the... When, yeah, we were in that distant realm. Um, So, Belrin decided to sacrifice himself because he had nothing else in his life. His sister was dead. His ukulele was gone. His story arc was gone. Phileas at least has Myra. Myra had Phileas. So, it only came to the point where... You know what? Just sacrifice yourself. They can live on. It was his purpose. And Balrun died. And that's pretty much where we left it. And Balrun did die. And I just want to point out one thing. What did Phileas say to you before you died? Oh yes, that's the best part. Is that it was Phileas saying, I will never forget this quote. And, And when we post this episode, the last episode up on Twitter, I'm going to tweet it. Which is, Phileas says... I love you. Belrin rolls his eyes and <laughs> dies. <laughs> Which is the perfect analogy of what your relationship is. Like. So. Yeah. <laughs> one thing I am going to point out, because, and I need to retcon, is that Princess Oriana came into the cave with you. She even hopped over. And then I kind of completely, during the battle, ignored her existence. I remember. I made that mistake. So what we're going to do is, I'm going to retcon it and say that Princess Oriana didn't make it into that inner chamber. That as soon as you at all entered, she was blocked by some sort of magical shield. And so that shield is now dropped as soon as the portal ended. And Princess Oriana has entered the room. 
You're all surrounding Belrin, who is dead upon the ground. And there's a quiet now. And Myra is sobbing over his body. And Phileas was sobbing as well. A couple tears, maybe. Can I model those tears? You can't. Oh, wait, I'm dead. You can't. I'll follow them for you later. Myra. Why would it? What? Why would he do that? Why? Stupid idiot. To save us, my dear. I'm just... I'm so mad. I just... I don't know what to say. Don't be mad. Death is a part of life. We will take him back to Mindera and bury him there. You seem quite calm about this. And she continues to sob. Oriana walks in and she's tearing up in her face. She's like, my goodness, I saw the whole thing. This is terrible. Anybody else like to say anything? I say nothing. <laughs> I, I don't know what Arizona would say. He, he'd probably make a quip about how he thinks it's, the, it's probably the child of Hader, but I, I don't think Oops. I would. Forget about the child hater. Your friend just died. Perhaps you're speechless. That's okay. That's perfectly acceptable response. Why would Belrun do such a thing? Suppose it's. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> he can't even take it. Next season. What is going on? Oh, you guys are gonna be in for it. You wanna fight? We'll fight whatever you wanna fight. But kill the bitches. As as Phillies breaks down completely mentally. Yeah. I was like, Uncle, it's okay. You don't need to lose your mind. I knew you were really upset. Ah. Eretal would probably hover over Balrog's body and just kind of be speechless at the moment. Um, knowing that he felt the void, so he would probably piece together that it has to do with something with Child of Hadar, but he can't really tell what's happening until that. Uh, yeah, and I would like to just point out, Amon, that uh, you would almost feel a little bit responsible because you're the one who pretty much ushered his soul into Hadar. But again... You probably say nothing. I say nothing. Okay, David, shut up, please. We're never gonna get through this episode. Um, Mon would just be probably hovering over his body, like looking down, doing a mumbling, a small, a small warlock prayer. I would like to point out that I still, my character still does not trust him on. So therefore, when he is around Balron's body, I watch him carefully to make sure he doesn't mark his body. It wouldn't work, so I still, in my mind, he wouldn't know that. I wouldn't know that. As far as I'm concerned, is I watch you very carefully. Where if you try and mark it, I will, you know. That's acceptable. We just like that's just my character. So uh, Myra is continuing to cry too, and she says he can't stay in this place. He doesn't deserve to stay in this place. Myra, we will take Belrun to uh, better. His body like, will bring okay. him to Mendera. We will take him with us. Okay. So what do you do? So I will pick him up. 
You can't pick him up alone. He's the half elf. He's super. Le- oh yeah, you're a half elf with weaklings. But I. Um, so hey, Cedric is sort of trying to help lift up Belvin's um, body because he liked this guy. We're gonna try to make our way out, right? Yep. I can just use levitate. And okay. So and as you guys are doing that, cover suddenly, him with us. Yeah. So you we'll, like, we'll all like walk around him, have him in the middle. This like very like eerie <laughs> looking. Like, like Padme. Funeral procession. A funeral. Uh, <laughs> Fuck that bitch. <laughs> uh, wow. Drunk, Sorry. Drunk. Whoops. Whoops. On air. Slipped there. So no, just drunk. The body is floating through. You're all walking out. If you guys remember the map, because I don't want to bring it out, uh, that chamber. Okay. Uh, so you guys are walking straight out. And in that hallway, there was the, the chasm there before. And you'd notice that now there is a bridge there. Where the chasm was. And it's made of webs. Oh, the one we burned? That that chasm you guys put fire down? There's now a bridge there, and it's made of webs. Sure. It seems to be guiding you up. And there's several spiders. Giant spiders. Crawling all over the walls. But they don't seem to be attacking you now. Like they did earlier. They just seem to be watching you now as you guys are moving towards the exit. Can I use the speaking with animals and speak to the spiders? Can you use it? I, don't I know. will use speaking with animals. Yeah, okay. And speak to the spiders before we cross this bridge that may break. Okay. Okay, so I'll cast it and ask the spiders. What do spider speech sound like? I like, don't know. What, but does, what does spider speech sound like? I don't know. <laughs> I, I just, so as you guys are walking, chittering. yeah, Phileas begins chittering like, and I'll ask them, what is this? Is this safe? The spiders would say, you have freed us. She sends her regards. Who is she? And then the, you, they all just go, mothers. And uh, you would continue across the bridge. And then you would see um, two of the spiders there saying, She wishes to speak with you. Where does she live? And as soon as you ask that, the spiders would then create a circular staircase made of webs down the chasm that circles around like this, going into the darkness. Okay. So the bridge would be here, and then... This is the exit, and then there's a circular stairway going down like that. Who does she wish to speak to? All of us, or no? They just say, Mother wishes to speak with you. Okay. So that will inform my comrades. At this point, I'm assuming you're all going to bring his body out. Is there a carriage or something waiting for us outside? You guys have a carriage out there. Okay. So I will say to my comrades... That apparently the spider's mother wishes to speak to us. So. Down there? Says Cedric. <laughs> yes. And Cedric walks back in, looks down the chasm, walks out and says, nope, and then walks towards the carriage. <laughs> That's so, Cedric. Does anybody wish to join? Why do they want to speak with us? They wish to thank us for freeing them. From what? We will find out. Um, Mon would then interrupt. 
uh, Phileas and be like, um, the guinea pigs used to be infected by Hadar easily. The spiders could have. Do we have time for this? We will make it a very quick visit. All right. You guys wish to join? Sure. Yes. I will then look at Cedric and Princess Oriana and say, do you guys wish to take Balron's body to the carriage? We will be with you in a moment. And uh, I believe Myra as well should go. Myra as well, yes. Myra nods, Cedric nods, and Prince Oriana is about to nod, but then you hear the spider say, she must come. Okay. So I'll be like, Prince Oriana... Apparently, you must join us. Okay. And Oriana looks and goes, I will go with you. I'm curious to see what's down below. We will make sure you're protected. And she creates a blue flame with her hand. I'll create a red flame with my hand. Let's put them together. Create a purple flame within their hands. Metron forms. And do you all proceed down? Well, they agree to go... Oh, yes, yes, there. and and they and you see Cedric and Myra. His body still is levitating, and they're just sort of pushing his body and just sort of floating on the ground. Okay. Now, mind you, because I still don't know Cedric or trust Cedric, I will whisper to Myra to make sure that she um, makes sure that Cedric does nothing to his body, takes anything she says, or anything. If he does, I'll do to him what I did to Joe Morrow. Good. Don't worry, Uncle. And they take his body to the carriage. And the three of you then proceed down. You you proceed down into the chasm. As you're moving downwards, it takes probably around ten minutes. And you feel like you've gone down for maybe a kilometer. It just goes down and down and down. As you're walking just ahead of you, the spiders are just sort of shooting out silk. To create this spiral bridge that goes deeper and deeper and deeper. Along the walls you guys see the charred, burnt remains of hundreds of spiders that Eritol had burned. Or you and Eritol together had burned away and, and killed. And there's other giant spiders there as well who are just sort of grabbing the remains and pulling them away. And they skitter across the walls very, very quickly. Until you finally reach the bottom. And down here, although you're you're so deep, it's very cool. It's very cold and dark, and you, it seems to be a cavernous area here with um, jagged rocks pointing from the ceiling. It's very similar to what you saw in your vision before, Phileas, of the Underdark. And, uh, and as you're proceeding through, you look around through the flames of both Princess Oriana and Phileas, you guys would see eyes of hundreds of possibly thousands of spiders all around you and they're all skittering around doing work moving through caverns and stuff and uh, this one spider is just sort of leading the way as you're moving and weaving through these caverns and it's also to take a quick look around and be like Phyllis maybe we shouldn't have killed so many spiders hopefully they understand our need hopefully and you continue proceeding through until you get to a very large opening in the cavern where, once again, there's hundreds of spiders along the walls. They're all just sort of looking at all of you as you walk in. And this seems to be some sort of 
old temple of some kind that's deep underground. And there's symbols, and there seem to be some sort of, like, ancient depictions and things on the walls all around you. And Princess Oriana is just sort of looking at them like this, like... Are any of those symbols familiar to you, Princess Oriana? These are drow symbols that I can see. I can't read them all. Amon will investigate the symbols. Yep. Does he know what it says? Amon, you walk up princess, beside Princess Oriana, and she waves uh, her blue flame there, and it sort of alights these symbols on the walls, and it's depictions of, of uh, darkened elves with white hair uh, riding spiders into battle against another group of elves who are wearing golden armor, and they're riding horses, and they have large spears, and they're sort of clashing in, at one point. And then uh, it, it has some words underneath. Can you speak, Drow? I can understand all writing. The symbols will say, Amon, the war of light and shadow. I don't understand. What is this? I, I understand these are elves, but what is it? This is the war of light and shadow. The war of light and shadow? That's the war my, my father fought in when... He defeated the drow. It was the first time that a mortal had slain a god. A goddess, I should say. Then Eritol, I'm guessing you're inspecting some of the symbols too? We'll say Phileas is illuminating the other side of the chamber yeah. with light, and there's more symbols upon the walls, and you see almost the continuation of that story where you see the sun elves... All the spiders are upside down and dead on the ground. The drow are sort of reaching up and then being stabbed by the sun elves and they're being defeated. And then you see a ginormous spider, bigger than anything, depicted on the wall with an elven body on top. It seems to be an elven figure from head down to about waist and everything below is a giant spider. And it's a female body, and she's standing like this, and she's fighting the sun elves as well. And that's what you see on that side. And below it says, uh, the defeat of Loth, the spider goddess. Uh, okay. Okay, Eritel's gonna look at the, the, the side illuminated by Phileas and, and pretty much go, it looks like over here, there's a depiction of the defeat of the drows, and... and Ah, the spiders? I, I don't know if it's Oriana walks over immediately and she looks at it and she's like... And then there's this depiction of this... That is Loth. Yes. But symbols like this, the ancient drow, they, they don't exist anymore. Do you, do you suppose that mother, this, this mother they want us to meet, has something to do with Loth? Perhaps it is one of her children or something. It can't be. But this is impossible. These can't be related to Loth. When she died, all of the spiders, all of her children, they, they're, they're all gone. This can't be. She's... And Oriana's getting a little bit weird. She's like, no, my father told me several times he killed her. She's dead. You... <laughs> and you hear now there's a... In the cavern, it shakes a bit. All the spiders, a bunch of them, start running away. As something is moving deep in a large hole um, on the far end of this cavern and up into the ceiling of this of this cavern as well. Um, 
where it's just darkness, but something is coming, and it's going to come through that. Okay. Um, uh, Aerotel's probably going to, at this point, uh, just look at Mariana, and we must be cautious. From these depictions and from what you have just said, we probably you shouldn't be here. And Phileas, you would hear like a thousand voices within your mind. Mother is here. <laughs> Mother is here. Mother is here. And then uh, something's coming. Would anybody like to do anything to prepare for? Uh, I, uh, what would your character do? This would be very weird and possibly scary. So I'll I don't just know. Keep my lights. Yeah. Just mage armor. Amon would just have his book written. Yeah. And then all the spiders are running away by the hundreds. Sorry, I'll, I'll, I will also stand in front of Oriana. Okay, you step in front of Oriana. Very heroic of you. And she's looking up, and, and uh, you would hear a voice now speak to you all. Do you still have that cloak of whatever? She has it. She's wearing it. Okay. Is she wearing it? Whatever. Let's just make her wear it. She has not taken it off, as far yeah. as I've been told. Or as far as I'm informed. She might have just, like, didn't she unhood her? Whatever. It's all good. Put yourself, Mariana. Okay. Suddenly, there's a pattering sound all around. And you would all hear the female voice. It seems to be coming from all directions. It's like it's piercing your very soul. It says, What have we here? You stray too far from your homes. Poor, poor morsels. That's all you hear. I've strayed pretty far from home. That is correct. And the voice goes to your ear. That is correct. Yes. I see your home now, Outlander. It is a flame. Your people suffer in your absence. But what else is to be expected from a child of Mistra? Mm. <laughs> no quirky remarks from Aratol now. And you, you hear now around you, you who delve into the darkness that made my children hear a different song, a dark, dead note of music. Thank you for freeing them, you. And then you'd feel around you, Phileas. You, a bastard child of Sylvanus. My former lover. And Oriana in the back is shaking. She's like, this isn't possible. No, 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 no. She, this can't be her. She's dead. My father told me she's dead. Your father may have been misled. Is that what he told you, little princess? And then you'd all feel a loud shake as coming through that void in the ceiling and quickly running up upon you and standing upon you is a outstandingly large creature. And again, it's just like that depiction. It seems to be a dark-skinned elf with 
long, beautiful white hair. She's completely not clothed at all. And from her waist down are large spider body and legs. And she is terrifying and yet extremely beautiful. And in her presence, you all feel this potent, magical power around her. And then she looks at Oriana and says, Do I look dead to you? <laughs> Your comrades... My children. Your children, my bad, have informed me that you wish to speak to us. I could smell the blood of Severin, her father. I knew that one of his heirs was here. I thought perhaps he was going to turn back on our deal, but it seems he has not. What deal? It was long ago, Druid. And she's like, what are you talking about? You, you died during the War of Light and Shadow. Every, every elf knows the tale. <laughs> Is that what he told you? I am afraid that the truth is not so epic in scale. As you know, all elven gods were once mortals. I was once like all of you. When it was clear that my children, the drow, were going to lose the war, your father came upon me to kill me. That is when I struck him a deal. I gave him a power to defeat any enemy if he did not destroy me and allowed me to live with my children in this cavern you see before you. And in exchange, I gave him a gift. A gift I'm sure he used wisely. So what was his gift? I gave him a plague stemming from my poison. From my venom. It is called... And then Princess Oriana finishes, The Lotus Plague. She says, But nobody knows where the Lotus Plague came from. That's... That's what infected the dwarves. That's what started the current war between the elves and the dwarves. <laughs> oh, child. Your realization is moving. But that is not why I brought you here. So why did you bring us here? To strike a deal with you all. We, we don't want any more plagues. And she immediately looks in and her, her face sort of moves upon you. And not only is she this elven form, but she's also giant. Like her head alone is the size of your body, Phileas. She is huge. And she has these long, sharp claws, and she looks at Aerotol, and she goes, I would not waste my time on you for that. But you could be of use to me, and I could be of use to you, perhaps. What type of deal do you wish to strike? My children, the drow, no longer hear my song. They hear a new song. Not the song of the being from Hadar, 
but of a dragon. They have been enthralled by this witchcraft created by this dark wizard. Zabinox. You know his name. I wish for you to end this hold he has upon my children. And if you promise to do so, and promise to not tell anybody of this meeting, then I will make sure I aid you when you are need me and my children. There are other things I could help you with in exchange. Perhaps you have need of me for something. A lost home, perhaps? A return to your world, perhaps? I don't know what you want. As he, she looks at him on, what is it that you desire? The banishment of Hadar. I am afraid I cannot help with that. Hadar is a nuisance upon all beings in the universe, even gods. But if you will promise me that you will return my children to me, let them hear my song once again, so that we can rebuild what we once had, then I can offer you all assistance with your problems. What are you a goddess of? I was once a mortal being, the most beautiful maiden in all the lands. I can see that. <laughs> As you shift your eyes back and forth. We were the first elves. We awoke in a world. We lived for a limitless time in peace and prosperity. Me and my brothers and sisters. I had a lover. She looks at Phileas almost angry. His name was Sylvanus. But he betrayed me. He saw my children as mindless beasts and not as the beautiful creatures they are. They could not stand in his light. So then my power became that. I secluded myself within the Underdark where I created my empire and my children. What am I the goddess of? I am the goddess of all drow and all darkness and all things that lurk in it. Although time has faded most of my power, I can still conjure up certain things if you are looking for a way home. Yeah, right now. You want to go right now? <laughs> How powerful are you? She goes, ah, and she weaves, her entire body seems to seep with darkness as she seems to run around the cavern at two human speeds and then appears behind you and she says, I am a goddess. My power was once limitless. I am not as powerful as I used to be, but I can still do something. As I delve into the darkness, 
I know what your deepest, darkest heart desires. And then she moves her hand, moving in some sort of ancient way, and speaks in a dark tongue that you cannot understand. And then within her large hand, she opens it up in front of you, Phileas, and you see a seed. Is this the gift you want? And then she waves her other hand, and within is a crystal that seems to be emanating all different types of colors. You both wish to go home, don't you? Let me give you your home back. Our goal is to eliminate Zabalax. Yes. So we are in agreement. You eliminate Zebinox, then my children will hear my song again. Will you help us in the fight, if need be? And sort of curtsies away. And when she does, you see she's, she's holding on to a large scar that seems to be across her chest. And she's holding it like, We have not fought in a war in a very long time. And we lost the last one. We have several other comrades so far. If it means my children returning to me, then I would assist you. One of them was your one of your children. Who? Uh, the assassin. All drow are her children, but yeah. all they don't hear her anymore. They don't worship her since she was defeated. And so she wants you to defeat Zebinox, so then Basically, the, her idea is you guys will defeat Zebnox, defeat this whole dragon cult, her children will be lost, and then start worshipping her again, which will give her all of her power back and allow her That's to what I'm her yeah. if she will help us if need be. If need be. Persuasion check on a god. 20. Not natural 20. That is fine. 20. We can not only defeat Zebnox, but start spreading the word that Loth is. That you are alive. You will tell no one that I am alive. No, that but you are ready to bring them to salvation. Perhaps you could tell them that there are rumors that I may be alive. That could be enough to bring them back into the fold. My children will return to me. If you accept this offer, I will give you what you desire. Our goal is to vanquish Zabinox. Yes, but you're also now making a deal with an enemy of Sylvanas. As your old tales would tell you, Sylvanas, as you would know from stories from your grandmother, great-grandmother, was that Sylvanas actually cast her out because she was obsessed with these dark creatures. She wanted to destroy all of the green and all of the forest and just have pure darkness on the, on the lands. She is asking to be returned to like full power. There has to be a reason, not just like wanting the power back. Which gift shall you take? What do you know of Mistra? Mistra is the goddess of magic. She is not from my world. She is from this one. But everybody knows that she 
has places that she favors. You are from such a place. I'm guessing you have not told them. No. <laughs> not. This crystal, and as she holds it in front of you, it floats, will allow you to traverse the multiverse where you will eventually find your way home. This seed, she says to Phileas, when flushed with the waters of Aurel, will plant a new island, a new home for your people. What will you do when you're back at full power? I have learned from my old mistakes. I do not wish to cause any pain to anybody. I just wish to ensure the survival of my people. They are in pain. They lost the war and they have sat in the darkness for so long. Will you keep your domain to just the Underdark? For a time. But I cannot make promises about a future I cannot see. If anybody is to rise against me, then I will be forced to retaliate. So, Phileas, will you accept my deal? I if you do not, you will receive no assistance from my children. Well, Mom is just thinking, he doesn't really care for Phyllis's God, and he doesn't care for anything. So these two are silent right now. Because I'm torn, because if Sylvanas shunned her out, I would be morally obligated to side with Sylvanas. Sylvanas also promised that you guys would be safe on the island forever. It's very true. Phyllis, At the same time. I'll so I will go. I would go with the group. Well, you don't. The only fact is, you don't have. You don't have to accept it. Absolutely, exactly. And I won't personally accept it myself because of that fact. But you just follow. Yeah, I will okay. follow. Well, Loth, I will accept the deal, and I will ensure that you return to uh, being worshipped in the underdark with your uh, children. Excellent, um, she says. And she's about to burn away the seed. We need both Why should items. I burn away the seed? It's part of... You want to... If I'm gone into the multiverse, they will have agreed for nothing. So be it, I suppose. A deal's a deal. Don't forget. And she uh, hands Phileas... Or sorry, she'll hand you first, Airtel, this crystal. This crystal would fit uh, perfectly within one of your hands. It seems to be, it's a crystalline shape with jagged edges. At the bottom is a perfect place for your hand to go. It seems to be made that way. And when you hold it, it just surges with power. All right, bye guys. <laughs> so that may be something you want to do later, check into later. Yeah. I'm going to say you're going to have to study it for a bit before you can use it. Attuned to it. Attuned to it. And then she hands the seed to Phileas. And as she does, she goes, You tell Sylvanas, and you remind him who saved his people. She hands you the seed. And the seed fits perfectly in your hand. It looks like a, just a large... What was her name? Brown... Loth. Loth. L-O-L-T-H. Excellent. And all the spiders around are going, Mother, mother, mother. Mother, she said. Loth, one more thing. One more thing. Are you able to help our warlock friend with his uh, 
glowy orb thing he has. Help him. What orb is this? Damon takes out the orb, shows it to Loth. I see. It is locked with a spell of darkness. We are all in agreement to help you, and we will succeed. But our warlock friend here has gone has gained nothing from this deal. It's a simple task. <laughs> Roll persuasion. I didn't say that's a 20? That, is that a 20? That is mostly a 20. It's like 8 and 20. We'll say 20. That's a natural 20. She just snaps her fingers. And you would find, Amon, that this hard glass orb has just shattered. And now you're holding this um, orb that just is seeping with shadowy magic. And you just feel this call to you that it wants to be released and that you could release at any time. Okay? Okay. You owe me one. And you put that in your pocket. Now go! Leave this place. And when I am needed in your final battle, I will know where to go. Now go! And she turns around, all of her children are coming up and... She, she seems to be um, catering to a bunch of large sacks of eggs against the wall. I don't really say much because I realize that, you know, who she is and her betrayal to my people. She probably so did just... take that seat from Sylvanas and hid it away. And <laughs> that's why I'm going to bring it to Sylvanas. That's, that's okay. I'm going to bring it to her. You should probably just use it. And I'm guessing you all leave the yes. cavern? And you've all... Oh, shit. Wait. We should have asked her about... We still can. What is it? Loth, we have one more companion that has unfortunately passed. We have no yes, guidance. I felt his soul go. And by the way, uh, I just want to say something now so I don't forget. The children that were in that room as well, after the the whole thing ended, the child that um, Belrin killed wasn't actually dead. So Belrin didn't kill a kid. Oh, oh just, God. It actually woke up. It just seemed like the child was dead, <laughs> but you didn't kill a child. <sighs> no kid killed My him. soul will rest yeah, yeah, forever. Yeah. You now. won't know. Really According to you, you killed a kid. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. Um, and uh, Myra took those children out as well to the carriage. Perfect. Just so there's no <laughs> plot holes. It all wrapped up nicely there. That's okay? what we meant for happen. Sorry, what was your question? Oh, we, we, I felt his soul leave. Gone to the great darkness. He, I am afraid he cannot ever be brought back from there. Perhaps we need some guidance on how we might be able to do something about that. She Being smiles. familiar with darkness. She smiles. Hmm. For a price. What price? I could give you some advice on how to perhaps bring him back. Perhaps. But uh, you will have to do one small favor for me. What's the favor? And she grabs one of the egg sacks. And uh, this one's small. And she just sort of plops it. In front of you, Airtel, for you to grab. And it's about the size of, like, a duffel bag. It's just a, a, an egg sack. What would I have to do with that? Because I don't, I don't... Your journey, you will be going to Thornarol. You will bring this sack to Thornarol, 
and place it into the forest there. That is all. A simple task. Julius in character. Hold on, were you saying? Okay. I am. I in character. Shaking my head no. Like, don't do it. Why don't you say it? Or are you scared to speak up? I choose not to speak. Okay. I say nothing. This woman. So you say nothing. Right? I'm just avoiding her so we don't cause a big battle. That's my goal. Because, you know, she hates my God. And I love my God. And I just... Jesus? Yeah. Okay. So she says, Then I will tell you. Can you do this simple task for me? She's sort of handing it either to Aerotol or Amon. What's Amon's immediate response? What would Amon do? Please. Mon would start reaching for the egg sack. Aerotol's gonna slap his hand. <laughs> I'm sorry, love, but usually simple tasks don't... You deny me! I'm and she crushes the egg sack. Mom. She says, you will leave this place and you will never return. We have enough to carry with our dead comrade that we do not have room to carry. May your dead comrade stay in the darkness of Haydar for all eternity. Our deal is still on, but you must leave now. You're wasting my time. She continues to prune at her egg sacks. Yep. I guess we leave. Okay, and then you leave. So you're done. that's something you guys decided not to do. A whole story arc you guys just avoided. It's not a bad thing. What do you think would have happened? She just wanted you to put an egg sack onto, you know, the, the into the land of the gods. And, and Hitler simply wanted... To just be blondes and blue eyes. Because she can hear what her children hear. So it's important. She wanted she wanted spies, right? She can't leave all, this All she place. had to do was say that what? instead of being all cryptic. No, I'm telling you guys now because you've already I know, left, right? I know. You don't if know If she this, said that, I might have actually taken it for her. Yeah, well, you didn't. <coughs> hey, you also didn't say why do you want to put that there. Yeah, I didn't. But then you did slap my hands. And then you yeah. slapped the hands away. So who cares? This is what happens. It's the randomness. This is how we've had the best D&D stuff is you guys do stuff and sometimes you don't. Yeah. I try, I, I put things out. You don't always say yes to them. That's fine. So uh, Oriana is just speechless and she's just shaking her head. And as you guys are leaving the ca- cavern, she's just shaking. She's like, my father, he lied to me my whole life. It's all a lie. This war, the War of Tears, eradicating Garamond from the Lotus Plague. He's the one who infected the town. He started this war with the dwarves. Why would he do this? Just real quick, we're bringing her to Thornwall for the marriage to help end this war or whatever. Yeah. But the we war just that now we just really create. Yeah. <sighs> who wanted the marriage in the first place? The two of them communicated with each other. Does the king... But you haven't asked these questions to in character. I shouldn't be answering them. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> this brings up a lot of questions of why we're doing what we're doing. I noticed that none of you have ever really cared to ask. So well, we care you... now. Oh, well, we yes, you do now. now. Yes, okay, okay, well, yep. Our apologies. We've been busy with other issues. <laughs> you've, you've clearly seen that we've lost comrades. We've gained new friends and we've become heroes across the lands that we traverse all across the realm yes we we've been quite busy (laughs) with event after event 
So, but and as it's a long stairway up, so yeah, you as you're talking now, yeah, maybe this will help you sort through any doubts or feelings that you have right now. Maybe we could solve whatever this is. Whatever questions you have, I will answer. You were literally just yeah. asking me questions, I but then in character you don't think of them. Yeah, what is no. the true re- true meaning of your marriage? We're going to be married in Thornarol during the planes mail. That's when the celestial planes meet. It's the beginning of a new age. We will be married before the eyes of all the gods and all of the world leaders will be there in order to celebrate the planes meld. All except for my father and the dwarven king as well because they refuse to be in the same room as one another. But uh, what our fathers don't know is that this marriage is going to happen. The reason is, once we're married, we believe that this will bring complete peace to the realm. How could the sun elves fight against the dwarves when I'm married to the dwarven prince? Now can the dwarves fight against the sun elves when he's married to the elven prince? It, it, will, it will solve everything. That is why you're bringing me there. No, it won't. But what if it doesn't? No, not what if it doesn't. It just won't. If anyone finds out the lotus plague was caused by your father, the marriage will be nothing. I know. This, this causes many problems. Who? arranged the marriage in the first place. It was uh, it was between myself and, and, and Bron, Prince Bron. We've only communicated through letter, but we will be meeting there for the first time. I'm quite nervous. Through letter? Yes. Correspondence through through Ravens. I magically check them. They are authentic. How do you know this is this isn't a trap? Perhaps it is. But what can I do when my people are at stake? I can't sit by while my people suffer and our cities burn. All over a senseless war that now I've just discovered my father caused. We're not against bringing you there, but we need to find out more before this all happens. I I have too much to think about right now. I, I just, I don't know why my father would do this. He's never... He never liked dwarves. Do you? But to start a war, I never thought he hated them that much. Do you suppose the the dwarven king would know anything? They, you said they would not be in a room together, but it can't just be more than just hate. Perhaps that's something we could look into in the future. He's writing something. He's writing communicate dwarven king. Yeah. Um, I suppose there's no sense in asking if and what's at this time. But we must, uh, we should proceed cautiously yeah. from here in. If there's anything weird that we find out about this wedding, we must, we won't be able to follow through. We will make sure you're protected, Princess. Even I know we... you will. Not just because of the, the money. I, you've all proven to be heroes, and you've all sort of reached the top of the stairwell now. Amon says nothing. Um... And you're heading towards the exit. Yeah. Uh, Ertal at this point, we're just going to quickly say, uh, we know there's a war, and, and it's always an urgency to make sure your people are safe. I can attest to that. We just can't be hasty. 
planes mailed. It's in five days. If we're not married during the planes mailed, then there's no way this plan will work. Our marriage cannot be denied by our fathers if it happens during the planes mailed. Before the gods, it must be true, or the gods would strike us down. This is why I know it will work. On the eclipse of that evening, we will be married by Percival, the leader of the Dragon Guard. The Dragon Guard protect Thornarol, of course. Anyways, let's go. What would you like to say or do? Anything we'll before you guys leave? What? We will get you there. Excellent. And you all return to the cart where Cedric and Myra have loaded up those children and uh, there's a few spiders there at the exit who are watching you as you're getting into the cart and then slowly slip into the darkness of that cavern. Belrin's body is alone in the back and you all load up into the carriage and you make your way on a journey to Wallace. You arrive in Wallace, midday, sun's out. What would you guys like to do in Wallace? Which old lady is in that one? I believe it's Helga. Helga. Because it's been Agatha and Glenda. Helga is there. Helga's Potions, yes, is on the right there. There's other other little areas in the town. If there's anything anybody wants to do, go do research or anything. I'm going to say Myra brings those children to the orphanage and, and puts them there. You, you, you all, when you arrive in town, get word. Lady Rosehip is there. Lady Rosehip has now been uh, promoted. And she seems to be the right hand to Lord Wallace in the town. She's now wearing a different sort of regal uniform. And she says, Ah, oh, yes, the heroes. You've come back. I assume that you were successful in whatever mission you went on. Indeed. Excellent, excellent. And then she sees Belrin's body. She says, Oh, no. You lost one of yours. Out of a tear? Yeah, single tear. I wipe the single tear <laughs> and say, Sacrifices in battle. Phileas, do you have a plan for this or should we get a casket? If you would like, we could bury him in the town cemetery. No, no. He will be buried in Mandera. I don't know where that is. I'm out. With my people. Okay, okay. No, I didn't ever know he was a druid. But that's okay. He is, so, but we are the only family he has. Yeah, and Myra says, he is one of us. Very true, my dear. And she's sort of protecting his body. She says, okay, well, your ship is ready for whenever you need to leave. And as agreed, Lord Wallace has assigned ten strapping young men to work upon the ship for you. And Belrin doesn't get to play with any of them. <laughs> Ten strapping young men to work the ship for you. Are they they will transport you. I'm not going to answer that. I do not know. They're not my sort of thing. <laughs> and at the orphanage um, as well, you know, during your time in the town here, I'm going to say you all spend the day in the town. Uh, Belrin's body is brought to the boat. You're put into the bottom of the boat there into a room by yourself with a single lit torch um, um, and actually, Myra beforehand I'm going to ask Aerotol if there's a way he can preserve the body somehow some way so it doesn't decay as quickly no no okay perfect 
Not that I said no because I can. It's no because I can't. That's what I'm asking. I, Where he's, he's, I wasn't sure if you had an ability. You no. know magic. I don't. Like, I don't know magic. Straight up dead. <laughs> I wasn't sure if you could preserve the body until we got, to, got him to Mindera. He did. He did, yo. He really did. Yeah, yeah. So we don't know what we were going to do with him, but... Uh, so you would... Phileas, during the day, you would maybe pass by the orphanage, and you would see inside that, sitting in a cha- in a rocking chair and reading a book to the children is Captain Makel. And she seems to be now taking over as a matron at the orphanage. And she's smiling, and she's telling the children stories you're just seeing through the window. She's got a purpose in life. And she has a purpose there now. And that's what shows she obviously took your advice before, and that is what Captain Makewell will be doing. Um, Cedric goes off to Helga's potion shop, and then comes back and says, how the mouth that he had paid for, it's not, it's not ready yet. He looks to all of you and he says, I'm going to stay in town for a while. I don't know why I'm more like uh, Christopher Walken than Cedric, but he uh, says, I'm going to stay in town for a while. Uh, Crow's Corner, the franchise, we're going to Ilseer. I'm going to get them set up. And then I'll meet you guys maybe in Thornerall. We'll see. Sounds like a plan. Okay. Well, uh, good luck, guys. Uh, and good luck, princess. And uh, goodbye, Bellerin, he says, before Bellerin is put into the ship. Uh, what would you guys like to do before taking off in the evening on the ship? I'm going to go to Helga's. Okay. I forget what's really in the town, so... You just got anything you can imagine. You just yeah, you don't. Why don't you just inspect that or something? Yeah, like you can literally do anything. You could fly to the moon right now. <laughs> I guess take a, take out the orb of darkness and yep. inspect it. And it's seething with an energy, and there seems to be a calling to you, and it whispers in your mind as you look into the orb. What does it whisper? It whispers. Really. You're in the middle of town right now. There's You're in the middle of the square. There's people walking all around. They're shopping at the bazaar. Erato's going to be walking from one shop to like somewhere else right now. And he's going to see that Amon's in the center of town, just like staring people into this orb, about to like shove it in his face. And he's going to be like, Amon, you're going to do drugs. Maybe you should do it away from people and other townsfolk. Good idea. And he actually walks to the right outside of town. And as you're walking there, Mon, you would see there's a, a homeless man there. Seems to be a homeless man. <laughs> He's like, Hey, you want some mana bomb? Amon will just keep walking and ignore him. He's like, Hey, I know you! And he follows you. He's like, You're the guy. You're the one from before! What did you do to him? I forget. I did nothing. He did nothing. He just got away last time. And he's following you outside to the edge of town. You're just ignoring him. Yep. At this point, Bellrun would shoot him, but... Bellrun's a hero now. Bellrun died a hero. Yep. He doesn't shoot people randomly anymore. Yeah. But uh, he's following you (laughs) to the edge of town. (laughs) No, let's just see what you do with this orb. So what are you going to do? You're ignoring him. 
okay, and I get to the outskirts of town. Yep. And now he's there, and he's sort of walking up to you. He takes out that knife, like, before he's like, I'm gonna fucking cut you! I'm gonna fucking cut you! That's what I'll do. Maybe you'll bleed mana bomb. <laughs> well, I... Before he gets close, I guess, activate the orb. I guess just hold it up in the air. Yeah, and he's looking at you now with the knife. I tell him just to be gone. So I'm gonna say, you're holding the orb in your hand, he's walking up, and you give him this devilish smile, like you always say you do. And you you sort of let go of the orb, and then it crashes down to the ground and explodes in a mass of shadow and tentacles. And this guy's like, ah, ah, ah. and then this mass just suddenly forms into what looks like a steed, a shadowy steed. And it goes, and it's almost like the sound you made. And he has now fallen on the ground, frightened. And uh, he, he just screams and then he runs away from the steed. Did you just say eat him? That's what I heard. <laughs> I heard too. Uh, and now the steed is in front of you and looks back and says, Thank you. It says, What is your name? Come on. My name's Amon. What are you to me? I am your master. I have no master. I am free. You have released me. Um, I guess he, uh, Amon will, like, squeeze on the glass orb a little bit. And the, the, it, a plethora of tentacles come out from all around it and start writhing. He's like, <laughs> Amon then look up, like, stare at the horse and be like, you are mine. He says, I belong to no one anymore. Amon will squeeze the orb harder. He says, enough. I will serve you for now, Amon. This horse is going to, like, fuck you over real hard. First chance it gets. You can try. Now, question, can this orb, can this orb like, summon it? Like, unsummon this horse? Yes. Ooh, I'm gonna say you can do it once every long rest. Okay. The magical item, just gonna make a rule right now. You can summon him once every long rest. If he's ever destroyed, he'll return to the orb. If the orb is ever if the orb is ever destroyed, he will be gone forever. Okay. Okay? Yep. That's the rule set. Just for the sake of knowledge. Uh, the orb. I'm guessing it's not just glass, even though it looks like glass. It just, that's, I'm just describing so it. So if you, like, dropped it or smashed against the wall, it wouldn't break. No, no, but there's certain things or beings that could destroy it. Yeah, I'm going Or back. certain anti-magic effects out there that could destroy it. Like, there's certain spell stuff people cast on you that destroys all magical items on you. That orb's gone. I'm gonna throw the, uh, crackling portal crystal at it. <laughs> God, you're gonna fuck with me here, aren't you? Imagine how the fuck would that even work? It's like inside of it and then water it. <laughs> so do you uh, pull him back into the orb? It's like a pokeball. Yes. Yeah. So he, he the shadows fly back into the orb, and now you're holding this um, rather mundane-looking orb. It's no longer like burning like it was. After a long rest, it'll be burning again. Okay. Awesome. Okay. So uh, what does Aerotol do? Aerotol, you got this new crystal on you. Uh, I'm not really going to look into the crystal right now because, unfortunately, not complete priority. Yep. Um, I'm actually going to see 
about going to the town's library and uh, trying to find more history on the previous war and then this war that's yep. going on now. See, see if there's anything. Okay. Was it investigation or history? It's up to you. No investigation. 21. 21. Yeah, you learn all there is to know. You learn that the War of Light and Shadow was a war that happened just after the elves came to the realm. That the elves once lived in a completely different realm. Magic was so powerful there, it was tearing their realm apart. So all of the gods, Sylvanas, Corellian, Airdri, all of these gods and goddesses, and Loth, all worked together, all of their magic, to transfer their realm to, a, to another one. And that's when the continent of Ettenvale that you guys are on appeared in this realm. They used to live in a world where there were no humans, there were no dwarves. It was just elves. It was soon after that that Loth saw this as an opportunity to take over in this time of weakness. Thus was the War of uh, Light and Shadow. By this time, the gods Sylvanas and Corellian and uh, Airdri and Erevan Elsir and the other elven pantheon gods made a deal with the Varian realm gods, which was Bahamut, uh, Celeste, the goddess of uh, angels and light. They made a deal with them and joined what's called the Pantheon. And once you join the Pantheon, you agree that you will stay in your celestial plane and not appear in the material realm. Loth didn't give a damn about that. She's the only god who stayed in the material realm, ignoring that. But because Sylvanas and, and the rest of the gods couldn't interfere, they left it up to the sun elves and mortals to defeat her, which they did. And that was the War of Light and Shadow. And when they finally defeated her armies and they finally defeated Loth, all the history books you're reading right now are saying she died in that cavern. That she was defeated by Oriana's father, who is thousands of years old, because he's one of the immortal elves. He was given immortality for defeating Loth. And then it was only 40 years ago, within the campaign, that the Lotus Plague, thousands of years have passed, and then suddenly this Lotus Plague came out of nowhere. And that's what started the war. Without any suspicion that he got this Lotus Plague, he waited thousands of years before using it. And during this war, the elves have actually taken a lot of the Dwarven lands. So they're increasing their empire right now. So you would see that this does make sense. Even though the history books, as you know now, are completely incorrect. So that's what you've learned. Cool. Yeah. Wasn't the Lotus Plague the one that was in, like, when we were going into the cavern earlier? The previous... I mentioned that yeah. <laughs> there were dwarves outside who used spell work, and they said the origin of the Lotus Plague is here. Yeah, okay. They were researching it. Uh, but then the Child of Hadar happened to crash through the right. wall. Would it also be yeah. too unfair for me to look up stuff on Mishra? Uh, you can attempt to. You, attempt she's, to. she's used the name. You're curious. Yeah. Um, you've never heard of Mistra. That's the thing. Well, yeah, so I'll, I'll just try to look for any, like, mentions. Yeah, uh, I'm going to say, even like, with through, that research, like magic books Mistra is n known as the elusive goddess because she's the goddess of magic. She's also known as the outlander. 
because she isn't ever present. And all lore says that she's, although she's part of the Pantheon, she is rarely with them. She's off traversing the multiverse, doing her own thing with magic because she's constantly seeking knowledge. And that several wizards in this realm worship her. That she's largely worshipped here, even though you've never heard of her. Are there any names? All of the uh, magisters <laughs> at the College of Magisters in Jandar. Okay, I'll go do that. Okay, what would you guys like to end this with? You guys I, leaving? I'm in Helga. I already said that. Okay, sorry. So, Phileas, you're at Helga's. Yes, I walked in and I speak to Helga. Okay, and you walk through a beaded door. And you're, you're surrounded by incense, but you see there's all these mechanical things. And Helga, on her table right now, she's working on this large mechanical raven that's in front of you there. She's uh, turning, using all these different tools and stuff. And there seems to be a glowing black magical orb in the chest of this raven that then she pokes at. And then the raven seems to disappear and go completely stealth before reappearing again. And I will... Interrupter and nobody else around, right? Just me. Yep. Okay. So now I don't have to be so you know professional. So I will ask her a. Alga. Oh <laughs> 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 hey, Alga. Hey. How are you? I've not seen you in a while. Hey, Alga. Hey. She's like. <laughs> Can I help you? Hold on. Oh, can I help you? You and your sisters seem to be very knowledgeable of the afterlife and much magic. You've met my sisters, have you? Glenda helped me through a difficult stage. Ah, I see. They're more into the ritualistic hallucinogens and ancient ways. I'm more into the mechanical side of how life works. Either way, I seem to have a fallen comrade. Yes? He has passed before his time. Passed before his time. He's dead. Yes. Okay. And what do you want? I'm sorry for your loss. Well, should have been me. I'm wondering if there's a way to bring him back and or switch places. She just sort of sighs. And she walks up to you. She's a little, little uh, lady. Black robes, long white hair, green skin. And she just puts a hand on your shoulder, this hag. I know it's hard when someone you love dies. I have lost many who I love in my lifetime. But... Accepting that they are gone is the beginning of your healing process. You can't switch spots with him. That's something you would have to discuss with a god or something, but... That being said, there are ways to bring the dead back to life. Can you inform me of these ways? Well, you're a druid, I assume. Your assumption is correct. If I'm not mistaken, don't you druids have some sort of way of bringing the dead back to life? Not that is to my knowledge. 
Perhaps you should. And she seems to reach around, and she takes out, like, a powder. Think harder. And she blows it into your face. Now do a history check. Enjoy being roofied. <gasps> yeah, roofied. We are the stubborn heroes. We do not support world diplomacy. 20. Wow. Not natural, but 20. And you seem to be suddenly encompassed with visions of your past. You are always getting visions. But you get visions now of all these stories your great-grandmother used to tell. From a child growing up, your eyes are wet. You're sort of shaking now as this drug is a hallucinogen is, is entering your bloodstream. And you sort of hear all these stories amalgamating in your head until you reach one that you're able to latch onto. And it's her telling you about a great hero, one who rose up, whose name you don't even remember. Perhaps you want to name him. The great hero of, of Druid past. Is it male or female? Up to you. Sex does not matter. Liara. The great hero Liara, who fought for not just her own circle, but all of the Druidic circles. She was a Druid of the land. She wanted to fight a great evil out in the sea. She came to each of the druidic circles. Each circle turned her away. All six circles, which we will name later, denied her. And so Liara, by herself, traveled to the middle of the ocean and fought that evil herself. And she was able to defeat it without any help from the other druids, only to be poisoned by the beast. And then she returned home back to her druid of the land, and she died of her wounds. And all of the druidic circles heard of this sacrifice that she made. And in that moment, they all finally came together one time in history and performed a ritual called reincarnation. And they were able to reincarnate her into a new form, into a new body, and brought her back to life. And that's the vision that encompasses you, this memory of your great-grandmother telling you this story. I wonder if you have any of that greatness in you, or if you're one of the hassles that turned her away. So somebody who sacrificed themselves for, for druids, and was worthy enough to cast that spell upon them. A spell that you know that would require a leader from each druidic tribe. Okay. Okay? And that's what you have to do. Okay, I'm, I'm and now you're just like, you're feeling quite dizzy. No, yo, you're back into her shop. Oh, you're, you're back. Yes. You've been out for about an hour. What? Interesting. And she's just uh, continuing to work oh. on this gizmo. Thank Did you. you get the answers you're seeking? I believe I have everything I need. Excellent. That will be 100 gold pieces, please. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like metal. Just give it up. Here's 110. You give her 110? Yep. Uh, tips are appreciated. Not required, but thank you. And you leave? I for metal. I'm assuming you leave? Yes. And you leave. Now, is there anywhere you want to send Myra? So I'm going to assume that you all have made, finished what you need to do in the town, bought all your supplies, done your research, checked out your mount. You're dead. Um, <laughs> and you all arrive at the boat. Yep. I just I do want to do 
Um, I do want to go up to Myra and say, Myra. You're on, you're, you guys are on the, uh, the, actually, the dock. We never discussed what you want to do with her. That's, well, no, there's, there's... Okay. There's yes, the uncle. Before the whole situation, do you remember we spoke beforehand? Yes. I still have a mission for you. Go ahead. Oh, finding finding an object. Yes. Yes. You have remember the through our training you have learned this ability. Yes. I have already contacted Cilius, and he is. And he pulls up yes. on the side of. He goes, ah, grandfather or is it great grandfather? I don't know. <laughs> he is your great grandfather. No, he would be grandfather because... He's my grandfather. He's your great-grandfather. He is my sister. Oh, yes, yes, my great-grandfather. Yes. And great-great-grandmother used to tell us stories. I get it now. Yes, yes. I remember. Yes. Um, I need you to find the object, the purple glowing, the no longer glows object. Yes. That you saw. Okay. I can find one object. So I will find this purple object, if that's what you want. Because we want to restore our home. Yes. Also, your new abilities may help you. My new abilities? What are these? You now have the ability to control water. Control water? Oh yes, I remember. I have the ability. Your ability could be, you can turn it, you can... I don't even know why I'm saying it. Ignore all that. <laughs> You're so drunk. Figure it out. Figure it out. What, what do you want her to do in the end? I want her to get the fucking thing. What thing? You just and pointed at him. The team. You want her to get the ukulala, but you just said the purple orb. I know. You can get her to get one or the other. She says, what object will... I, I'm going to pretend like you didn't tell her which object. She says, I, I'll go with grandfather. Great grandfather, but... <laughs> what object am I getting? Phileas... Sits there in quiet contemplation, thinking in his head, should I get her to still go get that purple orb? Maybe I'll get the crying blood angel thing. It was the heart, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. The yeah. Heart. Mara, I have obtained a new object to rebuild Mandara. What? What's this? I wish for you to grab the ukulala. What does that have to do with what you just said? What, what, what object did you get to rebuild Mandara? A seed. Can I see it? She looks at it excitedly. She's like, in Sylvanas' name, did Sylvanas give this to you? No. But I will be speaking to Sylvanas about this. Okay. But if this seed works... We no longer need the orb. But with Balrun gone, I do understand that Yukalala is of much power. And we need to keep it safe. It was his family's heirloom. He threw it over the water. If, if Maybe we should respect his wishes. But I understand that in the wrong hands, it could become fatal to others. Perhaps returning it to him for when he is buried would be the best thing. We will bury it with him in Mandara. If that's or what you, the new land of our people. If that's what you want me to do, Uncle, I will. And your nieces and nephews? I've already spoken, spoken to Mayquil. Yeah? 
and she will look after them while we are both on our journeys. That's why you put her there. Okay, you're so selfish. I'll, I'll leave with great-grandfather. I will attempt to find the ukulala. I will use my abilities to move the water. Like Moana. Ignore I said any of that, because that didn't matter in anything I tried to say. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go get the ukulala now. Good idea. <laughs> and she hops onto uh, the giant orca. Mind you, with her new ability of control water, she can create an air bubble and go under the water with it, with, with, yeah. with, uh, Orsilius and without transforming her fish. Cool. I will meet you at Thornoral as soon as I can, Uncle. Okay. May Salvanas be with you. You too, Uncle. What the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> I don't know if I made the right decision. She takes off in the water on the back of the orca. And you see her just disappear in the distance. He's just lightning fast gone. And you all load onto the ship. And the captain of the ship is there. Strapping young man named Captain... Uh, actually has to be some sort of vegetable. Or some or spice. Cabbage. Parsnip. Parsnip? Parsnip cabbage. Captain Parsnip. That's the best. Captain Parsnip is there and he says, Aye, heroes, at your command, when shall we set sail? There's such a better spice than parsnip. <laughs> no. Huh? No. It's called Brussels sprouts. Is everybody good? Aye, aye, Captain. He says, aye. Men, prepare. We ship out to Thornerall. And they all cheer. Yeah. Yeah, parsnip. Why is everyone named after flowers or vegetables? That's the way it is in Wallace, except Princess, for Lord Wallace. Princess, uh... Oriana and Lord Dell are on the boat as well. Yeah, so I was going to ask, are they on the boat? Yeah, yeah, we've already taken off. Well, I mean, yeah, we're, we got And ready. the boat takes off towards Thornaral. And that is where we're going to end the episode. So I want to thank everybody for listening to the Stubborn Heroes podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Stubborn Heroes. You can follow me, Adam the DM, at Omidius, O M I D I I O U S. Anybody else on Twitter? Nope. Okay. So we'll see you later. See you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.